feeling well. Kindly rise this time. Nice to see all of you. Are we happy in the Lord? Say Amen. Amen. Again, uh, look around for a while and then uh, just just quickly look around and and give a smile and uh, wave to everyone. Nice to see all of you here tonight. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 6, we're going to read verse number 8 to 23. 2 Kings chapter 6 verses number 8 to 23. We're hoping the Lord will and pray that the Lord will give us a message from this uh, passage tonight. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse number 8 up to 23. Let us read this all together. Go. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Verse 9. The man of God sent unto the king of Israel saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place. For hither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place where the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in the bedchamber. And he said, Go, spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he hither horses, and chariots and great hosts, and they came by night and compassed the city about. When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah, Elijah prayed and <clears throat> said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elijah prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. It came to pass that when they were come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of the men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, When he saw them, my father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. 
wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Verse 23, And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away and they went to their master. So the bonds of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Heavenly Father, great, always great is the word of God. Lord, it's an old story, but it seems that we just hear it right now. Because somehow there is a refreshing power of the word of God through the Holy Spirit enlightening our hearts and our minds. Help us, Lord, to seek the word of God with uh, desire in our hearts to be fed. And Lord, minister to our needs because we need always the presence of the Lord to protect us, especially now in this time of pandemic. Lord, the number is growing and growing higher every day. Thank you for preserving us. Thank you for protecting us. And continue, Father, to protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated tonight. The title of the, the message, the sermon tonight, is Seeing the Reality of Things That Our Physical Eyes Cannot See. There are things that our physical eyes cannot see. But the fact that we cannot see them does not uh, mean that they are not real. They are there. We, can, we cannot see them, but they are real. And so seeing the reality tonight of the Word of God of things that our physical eyes cannot see. We look around, we don't see these angels surrounding us, but they are real. Now they are surrounding us in our homes. They are surrounding us during our journey, in all of our travel. They are surrounding us. They are surrounding us during uh, times of danger in our lives. They are surrounding us. They are real. So seeing the reality of things that our physical eyes cannot see. We cannot see God, but He is there. We cannot see His, His physical presence here, but God is spirit. And He is here. We worship Him. In spirit and in truth. From verses number 8 to 13. Look at verse number 9. Verse number 9. And the man of God sent unto the king of Syria. There was war going on between the Syrians and uh, Israel. And so um, it says verse 8. The king of Syria warred against Israel. And took counsel with his servants saying in such and such a place. I will launch my attack. I will make an ambush to the, the troops of the Israelites and, uh, and uh, said, attack them. And the man of God, God opened the truth, the situation, the condition of, of uh, the war to the man of God. And in verse number 9, the man of God sent unto king of Israel saying, beware, be careful uh, Mr. King, that thou pass not such a place. Please do not pass this way. Why? Because uh, 
I, I, I know that the Syrians have made the plan to make an ambush. They will attack you in this place. And we are told that, that, that the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and worried him. And he saved himself for not once nor twice. <clears throat> Several times he had been, uh, he had been saved by made uh, safe by the warning coming from the man of God, Elisha. And so, and the man of God sent it to the king of Israel. Now, let me make this clear. The wicked, the, the king during the time was wicked. He was the son of, <clears throat> he was the son of Ahab. Elisha did not support the corrupt monarchs of Israel, but he knew that it was even more even worse for Israel to be conquered and uh, subjugated under the Syrians. So that was the purpose. Therefore, he gave the king of Israel uh, information from divinely, from a divinely inspired message. Look at verse 7, 14 to 17. And uh, Elisha, we find there that he seized his invisible spiritual Protection. There is an invisible spiritual protection that comes from God. Verse 14. And therefore he sent, said the, now the, meet, the, the, the king of Syria called for an emergency meeting and uh, talked to his uh, security advisor said, Now, kinsa sa inyo ha ang naglink o information sa Israel. And uh, some, someone must be uh, sending information to our enemy. So said none, my king, our king. But there is a man by the name of Elisha who, who can hear even from your bedroom. He can hear the words that you speak. And uh, said he then gives the message to the king of Israel. And so where is he now? You, know, you, you try to find out where he's uh, living now and I would, I would like to uh, arrest him. Therefore sent he, verse 14, horses and chariots and great hosts, and they came by night and compassed the city about. Ilang ipalibutan ang siyudad. When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, some said he might have been fetching water early in the morning or taking a bath early in the morning, and uh, so, all of a sudden, natingala siya na dunay mga chariots and horses. These are for war. And uh, armies from the Syrians. And uh, so they were ready to capture, to capture Elisha and, and this, this young man. And so what he did, ni dagan siya balik, yang ipukaw siguro si Elisha, said, Sir, Sir, <clears throat> na, Alas, he says. And uh, said, said, Alas, my master, <clears throat> what shall we then do? How shall we do? Or what shall we do? And uh, it seems there, he was, he was in complete panic. But the man of God, probably he was surprised, was so relaxed. He said, relax ka lang. And they said, do not, do not fear. Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. See, Elisha was saying 
the reality of spiritual protection. God's, God's protection. How shall we do? What shall we do? When Elisha's servant saw the horses and the chariots and a great army surrounding their city, he was naturally afraid. He knew that there was little chance for them to escape or to survive the attack from so many. Just imagine so many soldiers surrounding them. And he, Elijah, answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Can you imagine? This seemed unbelievable to Elijah's servant. All of us said, Basi, Basi nagsuspit siya, Basi na takong ng ulo sa akong master. Sige, sultin mo. Ayaw kahadlok dong, kaya nga naman, mas daghan sila na naa sa tuwa kaysa ilaha. Na naa sa ilaha. Probably yan itong ipukaw sa siya nagdambugo pa man siguro ni. Said, sir, sir, now let, let me, let me say it clearly. Dunay mga tao nagpaabot sa tuwa sa gawas. Nagpalibot sa tuwa. In fact, watay kagawasan. <clears throat> And so fear not, ay lagi kahadlok. Kaya mas daghan sila na naa sa tuwa kaysa ilaha. Naa sa ilaha. And so that was unbelievable for the, for the servant of Elijah. He saw the horses, the chariots, and the great army surrounding them. He could not see anyone was with them, with Elijah and him. So we also noticed that Elijah gave his servants a reason not to fear. Not just telling him, do not fear, or fear not, but he gave him reason not, why not to fear. This was not empty hope or wishful thinking, it was a real reason for confidence even if the servant could not see it. Ayaw kahadlok doon kay mas daghan sila nagpalibot sa tuwa. And then look at verse 17, Lord, I pray thee, he says. Right there and then, he prayed. Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, pointing his finger to this young man. Open his eyes that he may see. Elijah did not pray that God would change anything in the situation. No, it is only, his only request was that his servant could actually see the reality of the situation. Yet, Elijah also did not try to persuade his servant of the reality of those who are with us. The servant could not, could, 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 could not have this explained to him or could be persuaded into it. You see, um, he did not stay trying to persuade him. Ayaw lagi kahadlok, no? Elijah felt he needed to see it. He must see it. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man in verse 17. And God answered Elijah's prayer. When a person is blind, remember this, to, when a person is blind to spiritual reality, only God can open his eyes. It's the same thing with unsaved people. We preach the word of God because they're blinded by their minds and their hearts are so blinded by the devil. We cannot force opening their, uh, their eyes. See, the opening of the eyes, spiritual, uh, to, to, to blind to the spiritual reality. Remember this, only God can open their eyes. God may do it through words someone speaks, but the work of spirituality, uh, opening eyes, is 
spiritual work and that work belongs to God alone. We need to remember that. We try to tell people about spiritual reality but we cannot force them to see it. We need to pray. That is why before services we need to pray. Before we open the Bible we need to pray. Before we give the message we need to pray that the Lord will open the eyes of those who are blinded by the devil. They may see and uh, it is, it, the work belongs to God. Look at in second, second Corinthians chapter 3. 2 <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 3. Look at verse number 3 to verse number 6. In your Bible please. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I mean verse number 3. But if our gospel is his be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world that blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine <clears throat> unto them. So there must be understanding of the mind. And only God can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. But we preach not ourselves, but, but Christ Jesus our Lord, our, ourselves, your servant, for, for Jesus' sake. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That is happening every time we preach the word of God. Every time there are unsaved people listening to us. <clears throat> God <clears throat> is holding the light. And trying to open the understanding of people for them to be saved. Like this young man. Uh, he was saved but he lacked spiritual understanding. So he needed to see. And so Elijah prayed. Pray. Every time we start conducting Bible study, we pray for God's enlightening. Every time we share the Bible, we pray. Every time we preach, we pray. Because we recognize that God and only God can open the eyes of understanding of people. And so when his eyes were opened, the servant saw the reality that he could not see before. Can you imagine? And that is exactly what, we, what happened to us. We used to argue. We used to reject. We used to hide. We used to even quarrel people. We used to fight against it. But when God took hold of us, when the, the gospel came to us, we were, we were made to see. And we, we, we felt sorry about what we did before. But that's normal. That's normal. And probably you, you have uh, asked apology to people you have wronged, people you have despised before, before you got saved. And, uh, and that, is, that is a reality. We need, to be, uh, we need to be guided. And our understanding has to be opened by, by God. So when his eyes were opened, the young man, the servant, he saw the reality he could not see before. He saw that there was really, and uh, the, he saw that there was really more with him and him and Elisha than those assembled against them. It was during uh, early, early at dawn. But he could, he could tell that there are so many. But when he saw 
the fire, the chariots of fire, the horses, those angels, he saw it. He said, I really agree on that. That there are more, more on our side than they that are among our enemies. And we say amen to that. Are you conscious of that reality? At night time, during the time of peril, are you conscious of that reality? That God's angels surround us. They protect us. They provide for us. One of the young people came uh, visited by Sir Meshach. Sir Meshach is there. Every time he, Sir Meshach would visit him, said, please tell Pastor Ingay, na kada domingo, basta maglingkod na siya, na igoy mutapad siya, nasigla kayo ko makita. I said, uh, uh, Sir Pastor Ingay, say mong comment. I, well, I, I, I will not say yes, I will not say no, but I believe the reality that if you are a preacher, you're surrounded with, if you are doing the work of God, you're surrounded because I will give my angels charge over thee. Keep charge and uh, keep watch. That is the word watch means. And so said, now, there are at least five things here. Now, the previous lack, number one, of perception on the part of Elisha's servant did not make the reality of spiritual army any less real. Just because you don't believe it and uh, you deny it, one ang magpasabot nga ang pulong sa ginodi tinood. Amen? Sa tuo mong kaanak. I don't care if you believe it or not. I don't care. Wala man ako na ma-feel. Wala ako makita. But it does not at all make it less real. If there are 50 people who do not see something, it does not invalid the perception of one who does see. Now, just compare it. Nay usang nakakita, nay 50 kabuk na wala kakita, and they all say, wa nay kamaturan. Kung say, bali anas, usang kataong nakakita yun. Maski siya usalang. Faith, number two, is never the imagining of unreal things. According to Dr. Morgan, faith is never the imagining of unreal things. It is the grief of things which cannot be demonstrated to the senses, but which are real. The chariots of horses and fire were actually there, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not. According to Dr. Morgan, great expositor. We go to Mr. Charles Spurgeon. And that, and this is what he said. That you have not perceived spiritual things is true. But it is no proof that there are none to perceive. Just because wakay paglantaw spiritually of the real things, wala mapasabot na dili na tinood. Said, well, tanda ako sa langit, ingipatong astronaut sa Russia, we went into the space and I, I, I scanned the sky everywhere we went. And I did not find God. I did not find God. We were there for months trying to find that, that someone they call God. But I did not see Him. I did not see Him. So, Charles Spurgeon said, 
that you have not perceived spiritual things is true, but it is not proof that there are none to perceive. The whole case is like that of the Irish man who tried to accept evidence by non-evidence. Four witnesses saw him commit a murder. He pleaded that he was not guilty and wished to establish his innocence by producing 40 persons who did not see. Dunayupat katawang isang kakita good me. Just to upset the evidence, nagproduce ang 50 katawang isang wak may kakita. Ang tinood lang yung unhuwes, now please, now present the 50 people in the witness stand now. Did you see what, what transpired, what happened? Ang tinood lang, Mr. Honorable Judge, wak good me kakita. Asa pamatayon sa judge? Katong upat o katong 50 ka Of what was used would that have been? So if 40 people declare that, that there is no power, there, the, the power of the Holy Ghost going with the word, this only proves that 40 people do not know what others do know. And uh, Elijah knew. Number four, horses and chariots were were most sophisticated and mighty military instrument of the day. But the invisible army of God had literally more firepower than the horses and chariots of the Syrians. See, the spiritual army had chariots of fire all around Elisha. Number five, if our eyes were open, we should see the angel host as an encircling fence of fire round about us. But whether we see them or not, they are certainly there, according to Dr. Mayer. The story has two main things. <clears throat> the all-sufficiency of God to meet any crisis we face. That's number one. Number two, and that prayer is our means to access our means of access to the all-sufficient God. And let me repeat that again. The all-sufficiency of God to meet any crisis we face, that's what we learn. Number two, we learn tonight that prayer is our means of access to the all-sufficient God. If you want to enjoy, if you want to enjoy the reality of spiritual things, the power of God, Prayer, remember this, is the key. Since God is our all-sufficient resource, believers should pray. Remember this, when, when things happen, difficult things happen, when, when dangerous things will happen, believers should pray and not panic when they hit us. Compare Elijah, Elijah with his servant. Elijah's servant panicked. Said, Alas, what shall we do? Sigurado, patayta. There is no way out. We are surrounded now. What was the response of Elijah? Prayer. Prayer. Number one, God is our sufficient, all sufficient resource in times of trial. Remember that. He's our all sufficient resource. 
the greatest, the, the greatness of God's knowledge, the greatness of God's power, and sovereignty, you find it dominate in this story. What you need to see here is you need to see God's knowledge. We need to see God's power. But we need to see number three, His sovereignty. He is in control. Our lives is not out of control. Our safety is not still out of control. There are 30 million plus who are affected by the coronavirus. Remember this. It seems it's it seems it has gotten out of control. It seems. But let me tell you this. Everything is under God's control. God is still in control of everything that happens in this world today. And He is still. You need to see God's knowledge. He knows everything going on in your life. And you need to see God's power. And you need to see God's sovereignty. In this message tonight, God's knowledge, God's power, and God's sovereignty. Our God, number one, is sufficient. I mean omniscient. God knows everything about us. God knows everything. He knows all things and possesses all wisdom. God knew what the uh, Aramean king or the Syrian king, his name was Ben Hadad. The second. Ben Hadad the second. He knew what, what he was planning to do. And, and revealed it to Elisha. Who told the king of Israel. Jehoram. The son of Ahab. As Ben Hadad. Servant told him Elisha. Even. Even tells the king of Israel. The words that you speak in your bedroom. In your bed, in your bed chamber. Chapter 6 verse number 12. O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, tell it the king of Israel, the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? God knows everything. And uh, God knows. God is all-knowing. He knows every thought and motive of every heart. Nothing is hid from him. In Hebrews 4, verse number 17, everything is open before the eyes of him whom we have to do. The Aramean king, stupidity, he, he <clears throat> stupidly thought that <clears throat> he could send troops and take Elisha captive. Didn't he realize that Elisha would know this in advance too? Kung nakahibalo siya sa hunghong niya, sulod sa kwarto, how much more ni plano niya nga padadaan niya o sundalo si Elisha? Wala ba kahibalo si Elisha? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. And, uh, and, uh, but, what happened to Elisha? Nga nawa mo siya ahead of time. If he knew what was the plan of the king, of the Aramean king, he could have he should have he should have run away ahead way ahead <clears throat> continued na pastor you know he stayed because he knew that god wanted to solve this problem <clears throat> in a way that would teach the aramean king and the king of israel prophets are on the teaching position 
Pagkahibalo niya sa Lord, usama niya, mulayos ko din sa Tuesday. Because being a prophet, you have the responsibility to teach both. The king been hated. Remember in chapter 5, we are not chapter 6, the same king who sent Naaman. Remember that? Go to the king, bring all of this stuff. And then, uh, there was a young woman, captive young woman by Naaman, who said to her master, said, Now, would to God that my master Naaman, Sir Naaman, General Naaman, would go to Israel. There is a prophet there who can heal him. So, misunderstood by the king, he wrote a letter, gave, gave it to the hands of Naaman, said, Go to the king, Jehoram. The king was been hated the second. And you know what you know what happened? He cried, the king cried, Am I a God that can heal? And so Elisha heard it and said, Let him come to me. In chapter 5. And then he was angry because he expected that he, he really expected that Elisha would come out and just lay his hands on him and he will get healed instantly but instead he he did not come out sent his servant and said sir uh, mr general my master here inside the prophet said you go and wash yourself seven times in jordan to make the story short because it may take about time tonight he got healed at first and then he came back to the prophet Elijah. at first i thought he says I got angry because I thought, he says, that you just lay your hands on me and I get healed instantly after he got healed. But now I know, he says. Now I ask you, because he was, he was trusted by this king, been hidden. Remember, he was trusted, he was loved by the king. You think, wala siya masulti, wala siya musyer sa nahitabo sa yad Israel. Of course, yes. Now, the king bin Hadad had somehow heard <clears throat> to a certain degree that there was a God who healed his commanding general. God of Israel. Remember that this Naaman was convinced about it. And so there was, there was actually the seed has been implanted. Last week, Ma Mercy saw there was a, an old woman, 85 years old, na muagi permi sa mumbalay, and then mangahoy sa sunahan, kung tiguang, and sometimes sagaan ni Ma Mercy yung kanang gulay, niya nagahaman itong rambutan siya, yung kitawag lula, arisa sa balay, eh, purpose niya, yung witnessan itong tigulang, kutagaig bugas, iluwi kayo. And to make the story short, they started the conversation, Pagpangutana siya siya, Dai, ako dai. Nagdawat naman po ko kang Kristo. Uy, amen. Para ko sila yun. Nagdawat ba ako? O niya, nisigurado ka man ang lulang, ng matos langit. Aw ka na, di takasiguro. <laughs> di pa takasiguro kay buhay, pabanta. So what, you know what, Mamersi gave her the assurance of salvation. Dili, inga naman ang, now, uh, what I mean is the seed of the word have been implanted in that heart. You think the seed of the word have been implanted in Ben-Hadad's heart through Naaman. 
And now, look at this. He's sending his army to arrest the man that healed actually Mr. Naaman. And uh, he, he, he somewhat thought he could just easily take hold of him and arrest him. He could have been going back to the thought, if Elisha knew everything, why didn't he just leave and go away? No, he stayed, I believe, because God knows somehow the word, the seed of the word have been implanted in Ben Hadad's. And the same army, I believe, that surrounded Elisha, the same army were the members of, of the caravan that went with Mr. Naaman in chapter 5. Most likely, meaning to say, the seed of the word have been implanted. Remember, the purpose of Israel in the Old Testament is to spread the knowledge of God to the surrounding nations. And so the same troop said, Ayoglias, stay. Why? Because he knew that God wanted to solve this problem in a way that would teach the Aramean king and the king of Israel who was wicked, the son of Ahab, some lessons about the reality of the living God. The king of Israel was idolatrous at that time. Wicked king. God, our God knows everything. We are foolish to think that we can hide anything from him. He knows our secrets. Our thoughts, let alone works and deeds. His words reveal to us what we need to know how to deal. Now God is omniscient. Our God number two is omnipotent. Add to that, add to that quality of God, to that um, <clears throat> uh, major characteristic of God. We have God being all-knowing, God om omniscient. Number two, God is omnip omnipotent. He not only knows how to solve our problems, He has unlimited power to deal with the biggest problems we can conceive of. Count your problems today, how big they are. I ask you, is your problem as big as the hostile army that is trying to get, to get you? David puts it this way in Psalm 34 verse 7. The angel of the Lord encompassed round about them that fear him and delivered them. Psalm 27 verse 3. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear the war should rise against me. In this I will be confident. God will not leave me nor forsake me. Psalm 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. It was no big deal for God to strike all these men blind in response to Elisha's prayer. There is no man or nation so powerful but that God can easily bring him or bring it to nothing. That means God is able to deal with any problem that you and I have, no matter how big it is to you 
God is powerful enough. A woman came to the well-known Bible teacher, J. Campbell Morgan, and asked, Dr. Morgan, he said, she said, do you think we should pray little things or just about big problems? Dr. Morgan said, Mom, can you think of anything in your life that is big to God? Can you think of any problem that God can consider as a big problem? Is an amen to that? Our God is omniscient. Our God is omnipotent. He spoke the universe into existence and nothing is too difficult for him. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretch out arm. Stretch out arm, I mean, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Think of all your problems. Begin to count all your needs. Is there anything too hard for God? Our God is omniscient. Our God is all-powerful. Our God sovereignly protects His own according to His will. We belong to God. We can trust Him to protect us until the moment He calls us to be with Him. Yes. Psalm 91 verse 11 promises, He shall give His angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. In all thy ways. The Lord is stronger than the most powerful enemy we can conceive of. He's protecting us even when we are aware of it. You go to sleep, God watches over us. Why? Because God never goes to sleep. Elisha's servant slept peacefully all night. <clears throat> Not knowing that the hostile forces were surrounding them. When he saw them in the morning, he panicked. But God's protection was there even though he couldn't see them. Even though he couldn't see it, God's protection was there. Even though you and I may never get a vision of God's angels surrounding us, remember this. They are there. They are there to protect us. Number two, prayer is the way to have peace. Do not panic. Prayer is the way we can have God's protection. We can have peace. <clears throat> not horrifying panic. When trials hit us, remember this prayer. Prayer is our means of access to our all-sufficient Savior. As Paul wrote from prison, Philippians 4, look at verse number 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, prayer will replace panic. It will replace fear with God's wisdom and courage in dealing with the trials. Yes, that is exactly what we need. 
Number two, prayer will open our eyes to spiritual reality. Most of us did now determine uh, reality by our physical senses. If we can see it, if we can hear it, if we can smell it or taste it, it must be real. I'm sure that Elijah's servant, for him, reality was thousands of soldiers placed on powerful horses, war horses, who could wipe out the entire town of Dothan. But for Elijah, that was not the reality. For him, reality was the even greater and more powerful armies, army of angels surrounding the city. Yes. There are problems that will come to us. There are dangers that will threaten us. But remember this, the reality for us is not those things that try to hinder us, try to hurt us. The reality is we have a God, all-powerful, all-knowing, a sovereign God who is, able to, who is able to solve everything, who is able to protect us. Remember this prayer makes possible what you, you, humanly impossible. And all of God's people say, Amen. I close this message with, for us to see at least four things in our passage tonight. I just shorten them because I have no more time. I have to skip most of my outline tonight. Number one, our enemies' plan are all known by God. Whatever the devil and his group intend or plan to do against us, remember this, God knows every bit of them. Every, every word, every thought that they plan against God's people. Every time the king of Syria would plan to attack Israel, God would reveal it to Elijah. See, the Lord's protection, His protection for His people, it should be comfort to us. It must have been a great comfort to Israel and their king. This power is on their side. This power, God's power. God will protect us from all evil intent of evil men. Psalm 91 verses 1 to 11. The evil tongue of men, the evil intent of men, remember this. God can protect us. Number two, now, number two, another thing here that is that our enemies are outnumbered by God's forces. No matter how many they are, how powerful they are, how wealthy they are, Remember this, our God is, has more resources than the resources of the devil. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they. There are so many promises in the Bible that we can claim. And then thirdly, there are times that God gave our enemies the chance to be saved. And I find it here. God will give them gracious opportunity to get saved. Eli Elisha had seen his, his mentor, Elijah. When threatened, he prayed 
50 uh, Syrian 50 people brave soldiers with their with their boss <clears throat> and a captain of 50 came to arrest Elijah you know what he says if i am the man of god if i be the man of god let fire come and consume you instantly nahimo silang abo and then the enemy sent another 50 set of 50 said if i were the, the the man of god let the fire of god come down and consume you exactly and then the third day katong kapitan nga nagdalog 50 ka book instead nga yang bunuto na ihang niluhod siya sa ang Elijah said, sir ayaw intang ko giapil so he spared their lives now Elisha was trained by that man for 10 years there was also a time when Elisha himself was passing through a certain place dunay mga 42 ka bata dili bata nga bata but young men actually bible students in 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 the university of baal and so they 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 tried to mock the man of god and so elijah sinaw kay gulo kay wa sa buhok ginabinang binuangan nila ilingis elisha and cursed those young men bear came out and consumed all of them 42 of them Now, how about this time? So they, this, this great this group of soldiers came to Elisha and he prayed. He said, Lord, send blindness to this man. Hindi na sarap kita. Elisha, kadungog mo sa kawa. So, sige, pangita ninyo si Elisha. Sige, i-guide ka mo dito. Katungi, pangita ninyo. Sunod lang mo dire. Siguro nagpapakong-pakong na silang mayo. Asin yung kitala? Dito sa Samaria, which is the Borag Malacanang, dito sa King Jehoram. Sa Lord, now open the eyes of these people. When they open their eyes, nakakasana itong mga sundalo ni Jehoram. Pertin lang kurug-kurug. And then pakita ni King Jehoram, said, Mr. Prophet, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Kaya naka nakaandam na ilang armalite and uh, so nakakasa na ilang 40 sanggot said, shall I kill them? said no, no, no do not kill them instead prepare a big feast bread and water luhoy po ni matawahan ni purus black eye na ni pakauna sila maayo and then after that ihatod dito silang lugar and the Syrians came no more. Why? Why did it happen that way instead of just cursing these people? Right away. Because Elisha knew the seed of the word had been implanted and I do not know how many of them got converted later on. You see, there are many ways God works through us. The unsaved neighbor that curses you, despises you, just go on by the grace of God. Who knows? Someday, mahimu panimunang pastor. 
the Philippian jailer that cast Paul and Silas into the inner prison became the first pastor of the church at Philippi. God works in many wonderful ways, but one thing is sure, we have a great God who will protect us. We have a great God who will care for us. And all of God's people say, Amen. During this pandemic, remember this, everything is not out of control. God is still in control. He knows everything you are facing in life. Come to Him in prayer. Surrender your life to Him. If you had never been saved, come, be saved tonight. If you are here, you are not yet saved, you wish to be saved, just kneel down. You don't have to come forward because of social distancing. Just where you are, receive Jesus Christ. And then we have, we have, uh, we have a, a pink card here and decision card. Please let us know if you receive. And out there, if you are watching tonight, you have never received Jesus Christ. He is the God of glory. He can save you if you receive him. Out there, Christians, you need to surrender yourself to prayer. Please make a comment. Out here, Christians, if you need prayer, raise your heart to God. And then let us know that the message has blessed you. And you made a, a decision. Sir Greg, for the invitation. Thank you, Pastor. We'll be singing an invitation song. Uh, let's all rise for now. And uh, we'll be only singing two verses uh, due to limited time. And as mentioned by our Pastor, if you are here tonight, if you are there with us uh, digitally and uh, you want to be saved, uh, recognize that you are a sinner. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you need a Savior. And that Savior is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, uh, sincerely, honestly, by faith, He will save your soul. This is a purpose why God will save your soul. There are still so many in the dark who haven't known the truth, that they should know the truth, that the truth will set them free, free from the bondage of sin. So tonight, listen to God. Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. Listen to that still small voice. He loves you and he wants you to be saved. God the Father doesn't want that anyone should perish, but will come to repentance. Make a turn around from, God, from sin to God. Come back to God and be saved tonight. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Sing the song, I Surrender All. I Surrender All, only two verses, and we will end the invitation. Let's start with the first verse. Verse 1. My friend, now is the time for you to be saved. Be saved tonight. God is longing and watching. And He wants you to be saved. Book of Revelation warns that whosoever was not found written in the book of life will be cast in the lake of fire. Before you leave in this world, make sure that you are a saved person. And that when you live in this world, you will be with God in heaven. God will use you as a saved person to share the good news of salvation to others. There are so many who doesn't know the simple way of salvation. Tonight is your time 
to be with God, to accept His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be your Savior. Accept Him by faith and be saved tonight. Let's go ahead, the second verse. For us Christians, we need to continue to pray for salvation of souls, not only here in our country, but those who have managed to connect us, or about to connect us in the future. Let's pray for salvation of souls. So we need to pray for our situation, the pandemic. Frontliners and those who are serving in public, let's pray for them. Let's pray for everyone's health. Renew your commitment to God. God is calling you to serve. Serve Him. Serve Him. It's a great opportunity to serve God while we are still in this world. And that when we will be with Him in heaven, He will say, Well done. Yes, well done, my good and faithful servant. We need to serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Pray to one another. Pray without ceasing, the Bible says. And all the people say, Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, for that great message. So many things that we learned tonight. And uh, as we are fed by the Word of God, and it's good to listen, it's good to read the Bible, it's good to, to pray, two-way communication. Okay, so at this time, let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you once again for using our pastor to feed your people spiritually. And for those who haven't been saved, I pray if they are in the midst of us today, and that the Holy Spirit will continue to knock in their hearts, that one day they will be saved, dear Father. Thank you for uh, the lessons learned tonight. Uh, thank you for being our God, uh, providing us with spiritual protection. And uh, thank you for your work unto us that we managed to open our eyes of the spiritual work that you have done in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for being our God, provide us with sufficient resources, especially the time of trouble, the time of help. Thank you for the direct access that you have given unto us through prayer. And thank you for your protection. That we know, Lord, tonight, and we believe in our hearts that you are stronger than any enemy that will come in our way. Help us, O God, that instead of having fear and panic in our hearts in times of trials and tribulation, we will pray unto you, dear Father, knowing that you can do, you are in control, and uh, you can always protect us as your people. Tonight, we thank you for the victory. Our services in the morning and tonight had not been hindered. And we have heard the message coming from our pastor. And help us, dear Father, that all of us will not only be hearers, but doers of your word. As we are about to go, protect us, provide us with our needs, and continue to use us for your honor and glory. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. May God bless us all and good evening.